This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm very happy to be speaking with Valerie Teague, who is the Director of Sales for the Abilities Expo and has been doing this for the past 11 years. Uh, Valerie, thank you for coming on the show and welcome. Thank you, Eliza. It's a pleasure. So I want to just... We're going to talk a little bit today. Well, we're going to talk all about today about the Abilities Expo, and there is one coming up uh, in our New York metro area very soon. But there's a, several of these. It's a large event, and um, also hoping to speak to you or hear your thoughts on the associated website abilities.com, um, which I was checking out the other day, and has it's just a wealth of resources. So, if you wouldn't mind, though, starting off by just uh, telling us kind of your background and what you do for the expo, and then tell us about this this huge um, event and why it's important and why should people should be uh, considering attending. Well, Liza, Abilities Expo itself has been around uh, in the New York show in particular uh, in Edison, New Jersey, has been there for 34, 35 years. Uh, it was started by a gentleman named Richard Wooten, who actually was on the West Coast, and most of the products that he needed 34 years ago, he's a post-polio survivor, were products and manufacturers that were actually on the East Coast. So he just decided sort of from a recreational hobby standpoint to contact some of these manufacturers and distributors. In this case, it was for wheelchairs and bring them out to the West Coast so that people could, certainly back then years ago, there was no internet and people could touch and feel and and look at and size and see which wheelchair was right for them. And that eventually ended up becoming a, a commercial, you know, a viable commercial business for him. And he expanded and ended up doing what we call Abilities Expo throughout the United States and in different major cities. So that's kind of how it started. Since then, it, it, it Richard Wooten has died, his wife took over, and then she ended up selling it out to, to uh, a media company, and the media company sold it to another media company, and and then we walked in, or let's say Lou Schomer, who's the CEO, and, and David Course, the president, uh, decided to purchase the show and expand it and grow it for all the other necessary needs that have come out there, such as autism and uh, people with limb loss. Um, I would say 30% of the event is uh, people in wheelchairs, but cerebral palsy, basically any kind of disability that exists. The idea is to bring necessary products and services together under one roof, and that was their idea. And, and of course, there's this community of people with disabilities and their families and caregivers and seniors and healthcare professionals. It's not just about the person with the disability. It's about the families that are taking care of them, the caregivers. And then, of course, now with the baby boomers, we've got the seniors who may have knee surgeries and, and maybe need a special cane after the, for their rehab. So it, it just kind of goes on and on and on. We bring through about 9,000 people in, in Los Angeles and New York attendees that come to, to look at these products. I actually go out and, and fly to different events to find new products, new technology, 
uh, sometimes even to Rehacare, which is in Germany, which is the, probably the second largest event for this community in the world. Hmm. But they they have a lot of they have a lot of products we don't have yet. So I try and bring them over to the show. Um, it, it doesn't happen right away because they have to be. Many of them have not been FDA approved, mm-hmm. or they don't have facilities over here to manufacture them. So it, it becomes a little bit of a process, but it actually happens. So that's kind of what it's about. That is a great. It's, it's okay. So more of these are laughing at myself only because it's so much bigger and broader and and has such a more rich history than I even imagined when we were getting ready to uh, to interview you. So I'm so glad that you're talking about it. I, I would I have to assume that there's going to be a good number of people listening who are going to definitely learn something and realize the the um, the impact of this event. Um, but I want to go back to something you said in the very very beginning, and and then we'll go from there. Um, you talked about the original founder, Mr. Wu being mm-hmm. a um, polio survivor and and sort of, out of initially out of his own desire to gain access to more you know the, the products and services that that he needed right. he sort of he started this was at the time about 35 years ago was the idea of individuals with uh, with special needs whatever need it might be and also their families and, and other caregivers being able to actually touch and feel and maybe even try out um, a certain wheelchair or a cane or another type of product that that is available at the expo. Was that new? Was that like a new concept that that you weren't just given a prescription by a doctor and go get this one thing and then you just have to live with it even if you don't like it? Yeah, well, it was a new concept, you're right, in the sense that you could visually actually go to the event and and try it out and the manufacturer or a manufacturer's rep would be there, and they could explain, uh, you know, get your feedback. That that was the other major thing. And many times people have products, but they need feedback on those products because one size just doesn't fit all. Right. So, and, and back then they had catalogs. So you're correct. Uh, actually, someone, you know, these doctors would give you a prescription and you'd go to your, you know, your local, what do they call them, DMEs, um, the places where you would purchase these products and again they only had a certain amount right mm-hmm. they didn't have a necessarily a huge selection and so this these events gave you know the option of having a huge selection but but more important than even well not more important but as important as the products that that are there and the tech the newest technology is the fact that the attendees we have workshops uh, where the attendees can do what you said in the beginning, which is really important, learn and find out new things they may not know exist. Mm-hmm. So the workshops, uh, the different variety of workshops, um, we kind of pride ourselves on. We try and go out there and find out what people want to learn about, what they want to know about. And sometimes it's bringing in an attorney that talks about accessibility and the laws and, and how they can help improve your lives that way. Sometimes it's uh, we definitely always have someone that comes in and talks about mitochondrial mitochondrial disease. I guess is the best way to say it. But many times that has to do with with autism and and different things like cerebral palsy and et cetera. So it's just that it's evolved over these almost forty years. Because in L.A., I think it's even been longer than thirty five or thirty six. But it's just evolved over over the years into so many other products and and ways to learn yeah um i i can't even i I can't even tell you i mean there's 
the, the Oculus, right? There's there's new ways to rehab actually from your home using this new technology, using gaming technology, basically. Wow. Um, you know, so there's just, just a multiple of ways, and we have those things there. Yeah. If you go to our website, you will see who's coming to New York. You'll see what the workshops are. One of the things that the attendees really love with their kids is we have a climbing wall. And the, the, I mean, I do the climbing wall. I have a granddaughter with autism who's 10. And in L.A., because that's where I'm, where I'm out of, she actually, it was so interesting to watch her go up that climbing wall and figure it out and actually have a little bit of fear, which, which was good for me to know that, there was, that fear existed. But to watch her brain work and figure out what's the next step I take. And then they have them for wheelchairs. You know, people in wheelchairs can go to this climbing wall and go and literally climb the wall. So we have adaptive sports, um, adaptive tennis, adaptive soccer. In certain events, I don't know if New York is one of them, we bring uh, a horse. We have horses. It just it just depends. Every city has something a little different. The climbing yeah. wall, however, is in every city, so it's a big attraction. That's a, that's that's awesome. I'm I'm sitting here. I, I always do this on the radio, and it, <laughs> obviously no one can see me, but I'm like gesturing and smiling because it's it, this is this is so much more than obviously as it initially started. But my guess is that the founder would have been thrilled to see what this has turned into. Um, you mentioned a couple things, and I'm just going to recap before we take a quick break. You mentioned obviously the climbing wall is in every one of the expos. Um, we do have an expo coming up in New York. We're going to talk about that real quick in a, in a minute about the details. Um, the adaptive sports. I know that this is now bigger than booths and vendors. This is workshops and opportunities for social interaction and for 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 sports opportunities. That this is really like a, um, it's an experience. It's not just walk through, see what you like, and then leave with brochures. This is really meant to be, I think it seemed from the website, to be sort of a combination of education, um, opportunity, access, but also also fun and and kind of full family fun, which is great. Um, and then I just wanted to also just um, reinforce what you said before about the importance of the vendors being there and being able to receive feedback directly from the people who are using their products. That's the only way to improve your product in a, in a real life scenario. Um, otherwise, you're just guessing. And and so that's I correct. I love that's that right. I love that that's all grown out of this. Um, we only have about forty seconds before we have to take a quick break. Can you throw out the website that people should go to to find? out about the upcoming New York show and any others? Sure. It's uh, AbilitiesExpo.com, and all the other shows are on there. We're in uh, Los Angeles just passed, so anybody that unfortunately wanted to go will have to wait another year. But Chicago's in June. Uh, Again, New York is May 3rd through the 5th. Chicago's in June. Boston's in August. San Mateo, Northern California is in October. We have Dallas in December. And I said Boston is in September, I hope. Houston, our third largest event, is in August. Great, um, and then and then next year we have Phoenix, so we're we're expanding, and then there's Toronto in April. This is so. fantastic. This is great. We're going to take a quick break and come back and, and hear more about the uh, the Abilities Expo, uh, the one coming up in New York in May, and many others coming, hopefully to a city near uh, all of us, uh, any of us, over the coming twelve months. Uh, Valerie T, thank you for being on the show. We'll be right back with one in fifty nine. When you love someone with autism, one question takes center stage. How do you give this person you adore the best shot at a wonderful, fulfilling, productive life ahead? 
At Anderson Center for Autism, we work on resolving that question every day. Our mission, which drives everything we do, is to optimize the quality of life for people with autism. What does that mean? It means interactive classrooms with state-of-the-art technology. It means spirited arts, music, and recreational programs. It means job training, volunteer, and community integration opportunities. It means events and support for siblings and parents. It means safe, welcoming residences designed for people with autism that feel like home. And at the heart of it all, it means aligning every single thing we do at Anderson with our belief that quality of life is directly tied to the quality of relationships. You see it in the smiles, the high fives, and the fact that every breakthrough begins with a strong, uplifting, nurturing human-to-human connection. Come experience it for yourself. Schedule a tour or learn more at andersoncenterforautism.org. Welcome back to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and today I'm talking with Valerie Teague, who's the director of sales for the Abilities Expo. Um, and uh, Valerie has been sharing a tremendous amount of information about the upcoming uh, show in the New York metro area in Edison, New Jersey, on May between May 3rd and May 5th, and many other Abilities Expos, which are very large, sort of significant, several-day events that showcase products products for any number of physical needs that somebody might have, um, and for a number of reasons. They've also become kind of an exchange of information where uh, individuals using those products are giving vendors feedback about how to improve or change or just keep it the same. I love it like this kind of thing, which is really important for manufacturers and distributors to know. And then it's become sort of the social components, too, and and kind of um, experiential with a climbing wall and adaptive sports and a tremendous amount of opportunity for people to demonstrate their abilities, um, which is you know something that hasn't hasn't always been the, a lot of times in, in our history. It's been a lot about let's talk about what your needs are and what you can't do. And and this expo is really moving things into that direction of you know let's demonstrate what you can do, um, Valerie. One thing you mentioned before our break was uh, your granddaughter, who's 10 and is on the autism spectrum, um, related to a climbing wall experience. And I think that that's that little snippet is something that a lot of our listeners can relate to, because uh, one thing that we we sometimes see with the students and adults we serve at Anderson and we know about some people on the autism spectrum is that it can appear as though there isn't a self-awareness when it comes to fearful or, or situations that are potentially dangerous not necessarily life-threatening, but still, you know, as a parent or a caregiver, uh, you're often looking to make sure that your child knows when to kind of slow down, look both ways, be a little cautious. So I wonder when you were watching your granddaughter granddaughter go up that climbing wall, um, you had said you were sort of reassured by seeing her be a little fearful of that experience. Absolutely, Eliza. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly how I felt I was. I'm not. I don't want to say I was joyful, but it. But certainly, I was happy that she seemed to have an awareness of boundaries. You know, we teach our children whether they have autism or not. We teach them about crossing a street, and you know, you don't go on the red light. You go on the green light. And with autism, you have to just constantly reinforce those those issues. You do it with regular children too, but but. With autism, it's a little more by rote. It's a little more mechanical. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good when you can see that your child is actually it's coming from within. It's not something that necessarily has been taught. That fear actually came from within her. Mm-hmm. So those are important things. That means the next time she crosses the street, I'm going to be a little bit more. I'll watch a little bit more to see if there's even a little bit of fear about. Okay, I can't step off the sidewalk. I have to. 
wait, I could get hit. Right. Well, um, it's also, and, it can be reinforcing to the fact that she's, she's taking in what people, yourself included, have been teaching her. And that's called generalization, right. where you start to realize that what's taught in a classroom or in a one-on-one setting in a more rote way, when it starts to take root, that's a really positive sign in terms of learning. So I can, I can understand where you were coming from. Can you talk right. a little bit about, since you obviously have a personal connection to, um, to your granddaughter, and so you, you understand autism and, and are around and, and have, a, have a, an awareness of it, but yet you're involved in doing sales for this huge expo that, that, um, that covers a tremendous range of uh, physical, social, emotional, uh, mental health challenges, even just you know, aging related. Can you talk a little bit about how the expo itself, um, well, like what would, why would a family or somebody on the autism spectrum, what would they gain from this? What is your hope in terms of that particular population when it comes to this event? The new technology that's out there, number one, um, again, autism has, has got a wide spectrum, but, you know, there's speech-to-text uh, technology, uh, not just for people with autism, but for many other disabilities. Um, but with autism, we have an auto, we have a pavilion, uh, a tech pavilion, so assistive technology, um, and I think that's great. I, I know that my granddaughter spends an immense amount of time there. In L.A., they had a uh, Sony had a PlayStation, so oh, there you are, and they might be in, in New York, a PlayStation, but adaptive for for. Um, people with disabilities. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. Uh, the line to that was unbelievable. <laughs> um, I, be- I believe in New York, uh, we're going to have, um, God, you're going to kill me. Um, we've got Speechless, Micah, coming to New York uh, so people can get his autograph. He comes to that show. His his mom has been bringing him to that show for, God, she said, at least 10 or 15 years. Then there, we, something else we can't forget about, obviously, is is uh, accessible home design. Right, many times you need yeah. to design your home for your for your child. Uh, accessible travel. We have a uh, easy access travel as an example has been one of our exhibitors for at least the eleven years that I've been participating in it, and she is unbelievable in what she and she does workshops about what she can help people with disabilities as far as their air travel, uh, as far as cruises, rental car companies, different things that you need that someone with a disability would really appreciate Mm -hmm. and that wants to travel but is not necessarily traveling for fear that they don't have the right information for their disability. Right. Well, um, and a lot of times, a lot of times, a lot of times I find that uh, in speaking with families that, and, and with when, you know, even travel agents or, or people who are in the uh, hospitality business we, at Anderson, we have a training called autism supportive environment. And the basis of it really is that there are very simple things that often don't cost anything that you can do right. and you can train your staff and you can change your environment just a little bit. And it makes an enormous world of difference to somebody on the spectrum or somebody maybe um, challenged by something else. Um, And you're right. I think a lot of families and caregivers stay home because they're just not sure that it's going to work. So I love that the expo also doesn't just cover products, but covers these types of um, sort of family-oriented services. And then does the Expo also offer an opportunity to highlight services, for example, such as what Anderson does, like residential and educational services for people on the spectrum or um, yeah. other types yeah. of other types of those services that families are often looking for at, at whatever age? Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And goes a step further. How about dating? Like you mentioned the social aspect. There you go. How about dating, relationships, intimacy? Mm-hmm. They have workshops on that, uh, peer-led interactive workshops. Uh, it, 
it's just a wonderful opportunity. In New York, I will tell you over the years that I've uh, been participating with the show, I would say many people come for two days, sort of like Disneyland in a sense. That mm-hmm. You can't necessarily get, get it all done in one day. Mm-hmm. So they'll stay an extra night and then come back the next day for any of the pro- products they might have missed. That's great. Um, that, that's definitely a sign that people, you know, you've got, you've hit the mark when it comes to probably the right balance of information and also um, sort of comfort, accessibility, and fun. So let's let's just pause and throw that website out again. It's abilitiesexpo.com. The next show coming up in New York or in the New York area is uh, May 3rd through May 5th in Edison, New Jersey. Is there um, information on the website, Valerie, about like if you wanted to stay overnight, are there, are there you know, is there accommodation the information? Are on the, yep. Okay. Yep. The hotels, there is accommodation. That's a great question. Yes, that information is there. And is there is there a charge to, is there a fee to get in to the show? There's no fee. That's even a better point. There's absolutely no fee to come to the show. Absolutely not. And, and you know, there's just so much to it. How about even care for the caregivers? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a tremendous responsibility. And that also needs attention. You yes. Know? And it's one of those things that often caregivers take care of everyone else by nature of being caregivers before they even stop right. to think about whether they're taking care of themselves. And it goes on. There's so many, so many fun activities from the different dance shop, you know, the different dance uh, events. Believe me, people are kept busy. But the main thing is, the main, the huge, the biggest thing is you're learning about things you didn't know existed. Right. So that you can improve your quality of life. Well, way to feed right into Anderson's mission. Our, our mission at Anderson Center for Autism is to optimize the quality of life for people with autism. And I think that's exactly what this expo is doing. I wonder, we only have about a minute left to, to talk on, mm-hmm. the, on the interview. Is there an experience mm-hmm. that just stands out to you, a quick one where you happen to be in the right place at the right time and you saw somebody, you know, literally maybe they, they had a moment well, where they saw something or, or tried something for the first time and their whole world just kind of changed in that moment because of something they, they learned about at the expo? Yeah, what you call sort of an aha moment. Yes, right? yes, exactly. Um, this, this, the second year I was there, and so already the tears are coming out of my eyes. <laughs> the second year I was there, they had a uh, prime engineering uh, with, the, with the help of Stanford University, uh, built a frame so that kids that have weakness in their legs not necessarily are bound to be in a wheelchair for the rest of their life, but, but were born with some sort of disability where they couldn't walk. They had this frame where this boy who was at the time, I think like four, his aunt or his mom brought him to the show. She was a single mom with uh, her brother, his uncle. He was never able to get out of a wheelchair or or toss a ball because you have to hold on to the rails. So this frame, he was able to get up and walk through the show with the help of this frame. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was unbelievable. He was running around going, look, mom, I can, I can walk. I'm Superman. It, it, it was incredible. But what was more incredible was that the vendor next to this booth that, that had this item, uh, this standing frame, was a actually a vendor that had a bed for kids with autism and, and different types of, again, disabilities, senior care as well. And they were as moved as any of us and actually purchased the product for the boy. Oh, my goodness. Um, right, now you're going to make me cry. Five, <laughs> right, which was $5,000. Wow. And every year for the subsequent years, the boy would come back and it would have to be adjusted, right? Because yeah. he grows. And, and it's just, it's things like that. Yeah. It's a community. It's a community of people. It's a community of vendors who are in this business, not just to sell, right. but 
because they care about it. If there's a wheelchair company there, there's probably 10 wheelchair companies there. But not every wheelchair, like on the autism spectrum, is, is one size fits all. Exactly. They refer to each other. They go, you know, you need to go over to this gentleman because that's the kind of wheelchair you're looking for. That's so cool. It, it, yeah. So, well, yeah, I can, under, I can certainly understand why you've been doing it for as long as you have. And uh, I just want to encourage our listeners to go to the website, abilitiesexpo.com. Um, consider going to this event in New York or one of the other ones that you'll find the information about on the website. The one in New, the New York metro area is coming up on May 3rd through May 5th. Um, I wish we could keep talking. That was a great story, though, and a great way to end this conversation about an expo that obviously turned into so, so much more for so many people. So check it out, abilitiesexpo.com, and um, see for yourself what this is all about. Valerie Teague, thank you so much for being on the show today. We appreciate what you're doing, and uh, I'm hoping to get out to an expo real soon um, to see for myself. Thank you, Eliza. Thank I hope you come as well. Thank you. This Bye-bye. is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Pozenski. And remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to 1 in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 